It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge to better living here on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio with another wonderful episode of Your Concierge for Better Living. Super psyched today. Today is another wonderful day to get out there, spread the word, promote the plant. This is uh, our medicine. This is our right. This is our vegetables. This is our spice. It's all part of the way of living today. And uh, I'm excited to have another wonderful episode. And today's guest, uh, Danny Sloat from Alpenstash, or how is it, Alpine Stash or Alpenstash. Thanks for coming on the show today. Please tell me what the dealio is, and I'm happy to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it is Alpenstash. Um, so just a little bit about uh, my company. We are a small uh, craft grow in Colorado, licensed by the state for uh, retail or recreational sales. Uh, we are a family-run business. Uh, my uh, It's me, my sister, my fiance, and a good friend. Uh, we concentrate on high-end, uh, top-quality flour. Uh, we use Nectar for the Gods, which is uh, a natural and sustainable uh, organic-based nutrient uh, handmade in Eugene, Oregon by our good friends. Um, and we hand trim and we glass cure everything for a minimum of a month. We specialize uh, in breeding, so we have a large selection of exotic and novel THC strains. We also specialize in CBD strains uh, with my history my medical history, the medical patient is, is always close to our hearts. So we have a large selection of CBD uh, heavy strains in a variety of ratios, anywhere from a one-to-one uh, CBD to THC all the way up to a 20 or 30-to-one uh, CBD to THC. So this one would have you know, around 22% CBD and uh, less than half a percent of THC. What's CBD? No, I'm just kidding. Fair. Uh, <laughs> He's like, wait, really? We have to go there? No, um, no I'm kidding. But I, I, I'm a big fan of the plant. And, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show, and thanks for giving a little background on Alpen Stash, I love that it's, you know, kind of close to home, family run, you know, kind of real kind of uh, stewards of the plant, trying to help people heal uh, through what nature provided us. But I know it started with a personal um, issue, health issue. This is where most of the healers the ones that do their good work from the heart, uh, that's where it starts. That's where it started with me. Uh, you know, I had a digestive issues. I had back pain. I was in chronic pain. I had, you know, uh, reflux. I couldn't eat food. I was, you know, all, I, all these different factors. And I went on a journey of learning and, and studying and trying to problem solve to make myself feel better. And, you know, yes, cannabis, I'm a patient as well. You know, cannabis is a major part of that solution. So I know that you've had um, your own journey, your own healing crises. And sometimes while they're not pleasant or when you're, looking, you're in the middle of it, you're always like, why me? Why me? But maybe it leads to something good on the, uh, at the end of the road or opens up opportunity to help others. So I think this is a little bit more of your story. So maybe give a little background on, on if you don't mind, some of your, your past medical history or how this got became your passion as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I will say that I agree with you completely uh, about the journey. And I never, during my whole journey, I never really had a why me thing um, going on. I definitely knew at least somewhere in my heart that, you know, there was a reason uh, for all that happening and and that I would make it through eventually uh, to a better place. So my issues started shortly after I turned 21. Uh, I woke up with extreme stomach cramping and pain. Uh, which led to, you know, about a four or five day hospitalization, uh, pain medications, testing, nothing was really conclusive. Uh, when I left the hospital, uh, they, you know, continued testing. I, I still had stomach pains and I just kind of went on a, an opiate therapy at that point. Uh, I was young and so I had complete trust in my doctors. So mm-hmm. they started me on Vicodin. And then uh, kind of up that dose slowly. Eventually, I saw a pain specialist, and we tried uh, epidurals, pulse radio frequency, or nerve ablations, and then just continued opiate use. Before too long, I was on fentanyl. Uh, I'm not sure if you are familiar with that I am drug familiar. in particular. Yeah, so it's a, a very strong opiate, to put it lightly, and they had me on both the patches and the lollipops. So I kind of was in an opiate haze uh, for many years. During that time, I developed thoracic outlet syndrome, which is a nerve impingement of my arm and neck that required uh, a few rounds of surgery. Um, And again, you know, this was probably about four or five years into the, the opiate therapy. And at that point, you begin to experience side effects of the medication, which requires more medication to control the side effects, which causes more side effects, more medication to control those. So before long, I was on, I believe at my kind of low point, 19 different prescriptions just associated with that. I eventually developed a, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I eventually developed a uh, non-cancerous base of skull tumor called uh, an acoustic neuroma, which also required surgery. And then, you know, of course, recovery and pain medication. So, you know, I was in a pretty dire spot. I, Growing up, I had been about 125, maybe 130 pounds. At this point, I was at 190 or 200. Uh, I was very active before all this. And uh, during, you know, all this time, I spent uh, the majority of my time, you know, pretty much years uh, in bed, either due to lack of energy uh, because of all the medication, you know, medical complications, being in the hospital, that sort of stuff. I kind of got to a point where uh, my doctors didn't really know what to do. And so at the suggestion of my father, uh, this was in 2009, I tried medical cannabis. And uh, it it really kind of turned the corner for me almost right away. Within a uh, Probably four or five months, I had lost all the weight. I had gotten myself off of all the opiates. And I kind of made my journey back to health. It was as much a uh, a mental and emotional journey as a physical one at that point. Uh, Part of what really helped me heal was actually the, the growing of cannabis. I had always enjoyed gardening as a hobby uh, when I went to the dis- first dispensary, I got along with my first purchase uh, some clones at that time, and uh, you know the therapeutic value of growing plants as well as 
getting up and moving and, and you know, having a passion reignited in me uh, all helped me, you know, to lose the weight, uh, to get off the opiates and as much as anything else to uh, heal. Yeah, I, I think, you know, people mistake that a lot. I, I have joked around and, and before this next break when I said, you know, I come up to Colorado and, um, you know, these big high volume dispensaries or big cultivations are growing like factory style cannabis now. And, you know, one of the things I think that people don't connect is, is that is the grower themselves. So when you're putting your hands on the plant, when you're giving, showing that plant love, when you're your healing, you know, source, your medicine, it, it brings up a whole different energy around that plant and what it can do and resonate with your body. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on too, is that I know that that's part of your platform is showing the plants love and gardening with that intention. And, and um, I think that's a, a great, bridge and break real quick and then i want to come back and i want to continue your, your awesome story but then how are you you know where'd that come into how that plant really kind of changed your life because i've been there too i was really on the opioids i worked in a you know i knew all the different vicodins and percocets and different pain pills and you know, you know the, the digestive issues but um yeah i mean the, it's amazing how this plant i love too by the way how it was your dad that suggested it you know that, that's yeah. really awesome when they see when you see a child suffering i don't care how old they are but you know even now i see when parents or grandparents are suffering we got to do everything in our power to heal them and that's kind of why i love that you know that hashtag illegally healed you know the young yeah. better trumps the the law sometimes all right we're gonna take a quick break danny that's awesome thanks for sharing so far i didn't mean to cut you off but i want to make sure we, we get all this great information to everyone we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back danny sloat alpenstash this is doc rob your concierge to better living here on cannabisradio.com and iHeartRadio. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Equio, New Frontier's cutting-edge big data platform puts the information and answers you need right at your fingertips in real time to help you more effectively run your cannabis business. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. Again, that's www.equio.io. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me 
own crap, you know. Money don't make itself. Hey, Pink. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. Only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. This is Doc Rob, back here concierge for Better Living. Today's guest, Danny Sloat from Alpen Stash, talking with me from outside, of, from inside of Colorado, where the cannabis culture is at its peak. And you know, we're talking a little bit about that. You know, Danny, we're just sharing how you got into this mostly because you were ill, you had digestive issues, and and even your dad suggested, hey, why don't you try uh, medical marijuana, medical cannabis, and it. it definitely turn the, the, the corner for you. What was those first couple experiences? And, you know, that to me is usually one of the more challenging areas for people is finding what's working best for them, whether it be strain types or delivery systems. We had mentioned earlier about whether it be high CBD or high THC or, you know, are we talking about vaporizing or edibles? How did you get into like navigating that? Hey, I'm going to try cannabis to heal my body. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, the first uh, first hurdle I found, and this was back in 2009 when the, the medical scene was just really starting here in Colorado, uh, at least the commercial one, was finding a, a dispensary. Uh, I went to the one with the big neon sign. <laughs> I went down. I, I should say that I didn't really – I smoked in high school, and I smoked a bit afterwards, but I wasn't by any means uh, a regular cannabis user. So, and I had had issues uh, with getting too high and, and with paranoia when I was younger. So I was really actually hesitant to try. Uh, and I definitely got to the point where, you know, I had nothing to lose was at least my mentality at the time. Uh, the first dispensary I went into, I got some good advice that I will not forget, which is follow your nose when you're trying to figure out what strain you want to try, especially for medical reasons. You know, you can kind of go off the Indica Sativa uh, kind of guidelines, but those for some people only get them so far. Right. And especially if you don't know, you know, what you need, go with the strain that smells good, go with the one that calls out to you. So that's kind of what I did. Uh, and initially dosing was a bit tricky for me because I was hesitant because I had had some bad experiences in the past. So I started slow, you know, very slow, small hits, uh, at that time, uh, you know, edibles were available, but vaping wasn't really as big a thing. Certainly, there were no extracts. So I just tried, you know, small doses. Uh, what I realized quickly is, is that one of the biggest things that cannabis did for me, uh, along with relieving my pain, it also kind of gave me a, a mental break from just dealing with being sick and, and dealing with being in pain. So what I found helpful was to smoke a little bit of bud and to, you know, put on uh, a cartoon or an anime or a movie that I could really get into or smoke a bit of bud and then go on a hike or just do something that, that could distract me. And, and with the help of cannabis, I would get into it and then kind of, you know, lose any, uh, you know, mental fatigue associated with being sick and being in pain. So the advice that I give people long from, along with following your nose uh, in terms of which strain to use is to start off really slow, you know, take one hit, see how that does. If you're feeling good, you know, maybe an hour later or when you start to feel like you're coming down, you take another one. Definitely don't overdo it. 
but also find something that you can get into that can distract you. And I feel like that combination uh, is a really good way to introduce people that don't really have a lot of experience with cannabis uh, to a great way to use it as a medicine. Yeah, no, and, and this is, again, great information. I love the nose stuff because that's your terpenes. Those are the, the spices, just like someone, you know, when they go and they try cilantro and they either like it or they can't stand it. There are certain chemicals that their body can recognize much smarter than we are on a very subtle level that when you smell that button, it makes you almost like relax right then and there or smile a little bit. It's telling you, hey, this is the right combination. I know we're getting more technical um, with certain testing now with um, both in the lab as well as for the individual. We're trying to find the right strains, the right combinations. You said earlier, different ratios of cannabinoids, different mm -hmm. uh, uh, concentrations of different terpenes, terpenoids. These are all going to affect an individual's response and, and benefit. And I think that's really important. As much as that's important, I'm going to keep going back to this because this is what really got me excited reading a little bit more about you and, and what, how you, you guys are approach, your approach is making more high-end craft medicine um in smaller batches is that it's grown with love and intention and then people laugh at me when i say that but i've also joked these big factories in colorado going you should have a bunch of hippie girls and guys going through they're just dancing singing songs telling them that they love the plants every day for an hour it will make a better medicine um i really think that's important that people understand is that i'm a big grow your own fan you know, I want everyone to be able to grow at least, you know, a, a dozen plants uh, that they can juice. Now, have you – and we haven't taken another break. This We could definitely talk for days, and I'm looking forward to further conversations with you. But um, before we take this next break, have you explored at all anything with juicing or the raw plant? Definitely. Um, you know, I, I am – in Colorado, we are able to grow our own, and I, I definitely encourage people to do that as well, as much as possible. Um, and so I, I have – uh, experimented with juicing. I will say I haven't gotten super deep into it, but I do uh, blend up plant material in my smoothies in the morning. Lovely. And I feel like that's uh, one of the best ways uh, to use cannabis. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, that's to be one of my passions is to promote that this is a vegetable, just like your kale, your spinach. And, you know, it's important to get these nutrients. Um, and actually studies show that they're very similar compounds in these dark green leafy vegetables that we're touting to juice all the time have an impact on our endocannabinoid system and, and help that endocannabinoid tone, so that system tone. So I think it's really important to keep telling people this is something that is like food and can be juiced as much as extracted and smoked and vaped and all these other things. So I think that's just really great that you incorporate that as part of the overall uses of this plant, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, and I'll say really quick that you know when you grow using high-quality uh, nutrient inputs, uh, because this plant is is so nutrient hungry, especially with the micronutrients, you know what you get out when you uh, ingest the rest of the plant, not just smoking the bud, but juicing. Um, you get all those nutrients, and and it is super healthy uh, just based on that alone. You know, it, and then you include the uh, cannabinoids, and and you've got you know essentially a superfood. Exactly. That's how I look at it. Cannabis is a superfood, and um, we have a lot more to learn about it, but it's exciting that people are starting to engage it in various forms. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with Danny Slope from Alpenstash for our last segment of this show. It's awesome so far. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio.
The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Cash? Sorry. I don't carry around cash, and I don't want to use the ATM and pay surcharges. You don't need to carry cash. Haven't you heard about PayQuick? Okay, tell me about PayQuick. It's the safe and easy way to pay. It works just like your debit card to securely pay for your purchase, and it gives you rewards points every time you use it. Nice. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the Concierge for Better Living, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, and we're back for this last segment of today's show with Danny Sloat at Alpen Stash. So we're talking about cannabis as a healer, as a medicine. We're talking about different forms, different reasons why people get involved or get engaged into using this plant as healing. But I think one of the things that I know you're passionate about, and I am as well, is what you, how you grow these plants, um, what nutrients are used, the conditions they're, they're given. I know you mentioned you have a go-to all-natural type of soil fertilizer or plant fertilizer that you guys use. I use one that I bring in special from Australia that's been around for years that's or, you know, organic and microbi- you know, microbiotic you know, active, you know, fermented. So, I mean, you got to find it, but as long as it's clean, because people don't realize that there's a big problem now with chemicals, pesticides, and stuff that you should not be ingesting in any form. Uh, obviously, it's something that's happening in Co- Colorado, California. These markets are having to shift. What is your thoughts on, you know, obviously growing and, and, and different types of input ingredients? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that that makes uh, a huge, talking about earlier about putting the love um, you know, attention to detail matters a ton. Uh, and with that comes, you know, the inputs, um, this, this is medicine and it should be treated as such. And the benefits of organic inputs of, uh, gardening with, with probiotics, uh, you know, beneficial bacteria, beneficial fungus, not only extends to the health of, of the plant and the health of the patient, but, uh, it extends to the health of the earth Salt-based nutrients, uh, the vast majority of them are strip-mined out of the earth, and some of them are pretty horrendous. Sulfur, for example, uh, you know, the mining of sulfur in Malaysia is uh, almost slave labor. Uh, phosphorus, which is one of the main uh, ingredients for, uh, or nutrient rather, for a flowering plant. Uh, most of America's supply of phosphorus comes from Morocco, 
Uh, it's strip mined out of the ground. Uh, it is a finite supply. It comes out radioactive. Uh, Morocco has a non-proliferation agreement with America, so they can't deal with radioactive materials. So what they actually do is ship that mined phosphorus to America. We clean it uh, from of the radioactivity. We ship it back to Morocco. Morocco then packages it and ships it back to America. So you know the carbon footprint associated with that, uh, all, all the you know the back and the forth um, is just can be devastating. And again, it's a finite supply, and if that runs out, we're in big trouble. The other thing that happens with these salt-based nutrients is they go easily into the groundwater. And in the east east coast of America, you're having issues with nitrogen leaching into the groundwater, you know, causing bacterial uh, or rather algae blooms in the ocean or in lakes that can at, at best case just outcompete uh, for oxygen and kill the, the flora and fauna in the lake at the worst case, like, you know, blue green algae and, and, you know, red algae can be, you know, toxic to humans. And, and that is, uh, has a large part to do with the use of synthetic or salt based nutrients. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm often in South Florida, actually, and, you know, that's where that's a big problem. I have a lot of my family down there, and it's something that we've seen, too. It's just misuse of the agricultural community of certain ingredients. Obviously, we have certain big evil empires out there as well that are poisoning us on a daily basis and actually trying to mess up the cannabis industry in the same time. But that's a little bit of a whole other topic that will take a show to discuss. But, yeah, we have to understand that the soil – and, and the earth, not only what we you know take out of it, but what we put back into it is really key. My product that I use is actually a soil conditioner. It's not really a, a fertilizer. It actually makes optimal environment for plants to grow, and it keeps the, the soil and the earth healthy so that we can grow you know crop after crop. This is important. People are you know using up and then tossing away and repurpose you know reusing, and it's a lot of waste and carbon footprint, and that's not our goal here. Um, I think it's really great what you're doing there. I think one of the other facets of uh, small batch or craft growing is that some of these larger growers are putting aside really top-tier medical strains simply because their yield is not as high as some of the others. So they're all looking about their profit and their yield per plant versus the impact it can have on an individual or a small population of sick people. And that's another area that I think people are willing to pay a little bit more for a premium product when it's their medicine. Uh, of course, some people can't afford that. And this is the balance that we have to continuously look at. I'm just happy to hear of you know your, your efforts to keep it high-level medicine, high-quality regardless of the output, but make it really, you know, premier work so that people can feel the difference and get better. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I would say, you know, with the prices that the average customer pays uh, at Colorado, I mean, you know, what we charge for our product is often the same, sometimes a bit less, sometimes a little bit more than, you know, the prices of the big commercial agriculture cannabis. So, you know, we're able to uh, provide the highest quality and the cleanest uh, medicine uh, and plant possible, you know, at the same or better price point. Um, you know, one thing that I, I mentioned earlier is, is the glass curing. And I just want to touch on that really quickly. Um, curing in terms of, of quality and health, curing makes all the difference, as you probably know. Uh, aging it in the, in the appropriate environment, in the appropriate conditions, in the appropriate container, uh, you, you makes a hundred percent of the difference uh, in terms of quality. I, I have asthma, 
And so my lungs are super sensitive. And so I kind of my, from the get-go, my whole uh, focus initially was to provide uh, a clean medicine for myself that didn't bother my lungs. And I found really early on that uh, a long cure in glass does that. You, you know, we're Sweet. talking a month minimum, sometimes two or three months. And it, it often gets better with age under the right conditions uh, in glass. A lot of places use plastic if they cure at all. Plastic right. reacts with cannabis, imparts a flavor and a taste uh, and a smell that's just, you know, oil-based. Well, so, I can't wait to come check it out. I'll be up there shortly. We'll meet up in person. We'll we'll talk some more stories. We'll get you back on the show another time. We're going to wrap up here real quick. Danny, thanks so much for your time today. Give us a quick website or how can our, our fans find you know more about you? I know we'll post a link when we post the, 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 the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You can check us out uh, on the internet at alpinstash.com. That's A-L-P-I-N-S-T-A-S-H.com. Also, I'd say follow us on Instagram uh, at alpinstashco. We post pictures there all the time. Uh, we reach out to you know and interact with uh, our fans and followers. And I also have a series of videos, uh, to kind of just how to grow and, and answering different questions on YouTube. So you can search for our channel Dash on YouTube, and you know feel free to reach out and email me. I always answer, and you know I love helping people. I love empowering people to to grow their own and, and to share the knowledge that I that I have my passion. So. It sounds like it. It's awesome, brother. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for your time. Keep doing what you're doing, helping people grow, and we'll be in touch for sure. Thanks again, everyone listening for this podcast. Thanks to Cannabis Radio and the team. This is Doc Rob wishing you all the best in health and happiness. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.